You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. This is Proverbs 5, and I just want to remind you that to get the most out of these studies, if you take a few moments to read the chapter every day, and I would recommend again doing this in a different translation each day. So maybe the ESV, the NIV, maybe something like the message that's more of a paraphrase, the New Living, the New American Standards, just different versions to let the text kind of come into your life. I've been a pastor for a long time now, (laughs) over 30 years, and I can tell you that In all these years, I've sat with hundreds of couples, hundreds of individuals, sat through a lot of pain, and very rarely have I seen pain that is as strong as the pain that comes from sexual indiscretion or from making a choice to have a forbidden sexual relationship. And I know that we live in a culture that doesn't love the idea of talking about forbidden sexual relationship because we want to believe that the only thing that matters is that we're faithful to somebody once we've decided to be faithful, as long as it's good for us. And then if it isn't good for us, then we move to a point of saying, even that doesn't really matter because it's no longer good for me. But in the Bible, uh, there's a clear Uh, call to saying that sexuality is reserved for a husband and a wife in a publicly affirmed marriage commitment. And so anything short of that is really to choose to engage in forbidden sex. And what chapter five of Proverbs really does well for us is it shows us that forbidden sex actually starts out to be appealing and good in terms of how it looks, but it turns away from that. Just very simply, in verses 1 through 6, it appears sweet, but it becomes bitter. In verses 7 through 14, it seems as if it promises and gives gain, but it leads to loss. And then in verses 21 through 28, it seems to give freedom, but it leads to bondage. Just let me show you a few of these ideas. My son, this is verse one and following. Be attentive to my wisdom. Incline my ear to understanding that you may keep discretion and that your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of the forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. So that just sounds as if it's sweet and it's good and it's really a wonderful thing. Robert Alter, in his commentary on this, says that smoother than oil stands for an open mouth and was a known erotic image. And so what he's saying is that this is just promising, really, in some ways, the forbidden sexual encounter, one of the best encounters that you can have. So you'll think this is going to be better than anything else. But then listen to verse four. But in the end, She's as bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, and her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. So it moves from sweetness to bitterness. And then it goes from what seems like gain to loss. Verse 7, O sons, listen to me. Do not depart the words from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. Do not go near her door, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. 
lest strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of the foreigner. And so what you're seeing here is, is at first it's like I'm adding this, this great experience, but the, the words are strong in terms of saying that your strangers will take your strength and the labors uh, go to the house of a foreigner. And it says in verse 11, in the end, your life, um, your life, you groan and your flesh and your body are consumed and the Hebrew word here for groan is naham. It's only used five times in the Old Testament. And it means to growl, to roar. It's like a guttural kind of sound of disgust. And then you'll say, how I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline to my instructors. I am on the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. And then uh, the final thought here comes in verses 21 through 28, uh, or 23, excuse me, where it says, a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord. He ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. Do you see the, the, the again, it promises freedom, but you're held fast in the cords of your sin. And so the, the, the picture here again is just this picture of it started out as something that promised much, but delivered so little in terms of, of actual life. And, and so again, the, the overall point or the picture here is to say, be aware that what sexual encounters seem to promise, it does not deliver. I remember once years and years ago, sitting with a guy who had been cheating on his wife. And he just kept saying how great the sex was, how great it was. <clears throat> and then some years later, I had a chance to sit with him again. And the groan that, that, that I mentioned in this passage was so obvious. The ache of having been uh, the one who walked out on his wife and his kids was almost unbearable. And so today, know that forbidden sex promises something it doesn't deliver. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.